welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of We Want to Talk About It Now, and it's going to be so fast. Oh, Julie, turn off your thing right now. I swear you're not going to be interested, but I'm very <laughs> interested to talk about it right now. So, hot off the press, just finished episode three, Battle of Winterfell, and I have the first question. We have a bunch of people on. We have Katie, my wife, Parker, who's been on other Game of Thrones ones, Matt, who was on our one about the proposition for medicinal marijuana. And then we got Holly on as well. It was a good episode. I have one question just to start it off. So what was the Night King's purpose of this entire show? The Night King's purpose? I mean, to take over humanity, right? To take over humanity, right, I think is the Night King's purpose. But it was... Are we ever going to know, though, for sure? Uh, I don't... I think they're going to move away from that now, and, and now it's all about human-on-human human stuff. I think part of the mystique that encompassed the Night King, that's why he was so intriguing, and I think they might just leave it be. Lame. You think so? I don't know. Like I was, that was, I've been trying, you've all been talking, and I've been keeping my mouth shut because I was waiting for this. I was very underwhelmed by that episode. Yeah. Super beautiful, very, like, cinematography was great. I enjoyed all that aspects, the dragons flying and everything. But like overall, it's like, oh, okay. And spoiler alert, the Night King dies. Very cool and everything, but it's just like very, it was very underwhelming for me. Yeah, I, I feel that too. I always pictured and imagined the big end game being the Night King, like the big, the finale. You know what I mean? That's That's what this show to me was about. And the fact that, three episodes into the final season that's already over and done with and we're moving on it does feel a little short-lived to me as well i don't know about you guys but i got a little teary-eyed but yeah i was expecting more people to die in this one especially with like the episode before where there was a lot of like heartfelt moments so it was kind of disappointing yeah i just feel ripped off a little bit like if we're talking about like what the whole white walker army represents which is like a threat greater than humanity that we have to join together to conquer and it goes that easily i mean maybe there's a message in itself right but it was that fast and we just have to like fight cersei the worst (laughs) well and like on top of that they do the classic like but hey at least we got rid of like all of like it's not so sure that you guys are going to be able to beat Cersei now because let's just do a quick run through of the episode and stop me at any point. Starts off awesome. Everyone's outside of them, like of the embattlements and things like that. And basically, everyone's getting geared up for war. You can't really see the bad guys. Melisandre shows up out of nowhere, gives the fire swords to the Dothraki. The Dothraki charge and are subsequently wiped out right afterwards so boom half the force gone and now the dead are assaulting them and they're screwed basically and it's basically the the entire episode could be summed up just at any moment a dead person could kill you yeah so i think I, i too liked the beginning of the episode a lot the, you can really see the tension in the air, the character. You're, you're really behind all these characters. You see the army of the dead coming. You don't even know if the Night King's there. You don't know if he's flying on down to King's Landing or what the heck's going on. And you are just ready to start this battle. And for the first half, I'm loving it. I'm fully involved because you, know, you don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? But then once you see the Night King, you're like, okay, it's happening here and now. Like, here we go. 
Yeah. And you kind of, I think everybody kind of knew at that moment that this was the end of, this was the end of the White Walker, White Walker or human saga. And I will say this, so the battle, are we, are we still doing the uh, recap? Yeah. Okay. And so to pick off where Skinner left, um, White Walkers charge in, humans do, uh, I mean, the best defense they can. The White Walkers start charging in, and it is just a shiz show down there. It's brutal. Everybody's getting the crap beaten out of them. White Walkers are charging, and at this point, it's like you're in the thick of, you're in the, thick of the battle. It reminds me of Battle of the Bastards, just where there's bodies everywhere. You can't even see who's fighting. Bodies on bodies it does, stacked it, up on yeah, top of each other. It, it does a good shot job of showing what war is like. Like It's total chaos, and I was, I was loving that part. And with that, Danny overreacts uh, per usual, and instead of following through with the plan, gets onto the dragons to go and protect everyone after the Dothraki are killed which allows for the Night King to enter the picture as well on uh, Viser uh, Viserys, Viserion. Viserion, yeah. And how did he fall off so easily? Like, the battle was dope, man. Yeah. Oh, the, the battle with the dragons was amazing. So, yeah. I mean, if you've watched the – you have watched the previous episodes, uh, all the humans talk about how they're going to go about this battle, right? Defend Winterfell as best you can, and then John and Danny kind of do a feint and then go for the Night King when he's trying to go for Bran. Bran did call it. Doesn't that just show, though, that like Danny's a little bit too emotional, and that's mm -hmm. why she needs John? Yep. It also showed to me uh, it foreshadowed future tension between Danny and John. Uh, there was no resolutions. They just kind of like were watching, and then all of a sudden Danny just did her own thing, and John had to follow. And to me, like there was no good communication. It's going to be kind of sketchy with them going forward. I think. Hopefully, this means that they're like a good team, though. They can like even each other out. But who knows? We'll see. I think there's some tension with them still. Um, and then very quickly, the dragon, like the Night King, falls off the dragon, like immediately. Yeah, the the the, the damage with the dragons was pretty brutal. It looked like one so of them fun. had Viserion around so the throat. Fun. And it almost looks like the Night King bails in a way. He's like, okay, my just guy's chips. going down. I'm just, and like, I'm above kind of the werewood. I'm, or I guess it wasn't above the werewood, but he's like, I'm close enough. I'm going to do this thing. And he just kind of drops. So did one of the dragons die? I don't think we got that closure. No, we had, we saw, well, Viserion did because the Night King died. So his dragon died. Rhaegal took brutal injuries and we never saw him again. So I bet you he's healing up. And then Drogon was still living. It looked like even with all those whites crawling up his back. Yeah, so then basically all of the they enter Winterfell rather quickly. Arya's doing some badass stuff the entire time, just taking out whites like crazy. Whites, right? Yeah, whites are just the dead, non dead yep. whites. And then um, from there, just all your classic fighting characters just doing a bunch of battle for about forty-five minutes, cutting back and forth between about every. 30 seconds to a minute, letting you feel that tension build up like they're getting all pinned against walls, yeah. Brienne, Jamie, etc. There are really no big, were there any, did you, any of you have any like, oh, that was dope moments just from like fighting alone, not including the last scene? Um, the only fight scene for me that I was pretty stoked on was when Arya was initially fighting Whites um, along that rampart. Where she breaks and the she sword. And she breaks her sword, her staff, whatever. and she just does work. And she, it's fluid, it's beautiful. I love that fight scene. It did. It just kept cutting from character to character's fight scene, and there wasn't much one-on-one -on -one battling just because there were so many whites and it was just a crazy melee. But to me, it did feel a little overplayed that like it would like show Arya and then 
as it would cut away from Arya, 50 whites are like sprinting at her at full speed and you're like, she's dead. And then it would cut to somebody else. And then it would go back to Arya and somehow she's eliminated most of them and still fighting. To me, it just felt, anytime they left a character, you're like thinking that character's going to die. But it just felt a little overplayed because then when it would cut back to the character, they would, they would be fine and okay and steadily fighting them off. To me, that was just a little, a little too extra for my taste. Yeah, I don't know. I think this goes overall to my feeling of the entire episode of it was very fan-serving, ultimately. It did, I think it does a good job of giving like tension to all of us and making us all feel like a little bit paranoid throughout the entire episode. But the overall outcome of the entire thing was um, lackluster, I guess you would say. Because ultimately, Jorah ends up dying. Jorah, Theon. Jorah and Theon so die. I was incorrect in my prediction, yeah. everybody. Lady, incorrect. Lady Mormont dies Lady as Mor- well. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're doing... Is that all the characters that and, died? Yeah. And Beric Dondarrion dies, Melisandre, Ed Tullet. Those are the big deaths. I mean, but to me... Those aren't even big, though. I know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. is They're big. De- we don't even see ghosts. I guess he was charging with the Charging. Dothraki. He should be dead. Yeah. But, I mean... They're going to show him dying for real. You think about everybody's favorite characters. The Johns, the Dannys, the Aryas, the, the Tyrions, the Jamies. Never felt yeah. like they were in danger. Everybody lived. And so even if they were in danger, they just kind of seemed invincible. And it was weird that they, like, with how um, many people that we love survived, how negative, like, how it's like, oh, everybody's screwed on the episode. Like, it just was kind of so sad. But to me, I mean, it was happy for humanity. They beat the Night King, and everybody, all of our favorite characters are still living. Night King falls off. Awesome scene where John is, like, just trying to track him down and... Mm-hmm. The Night King raises all of their dead from the mm-hmm. battle. Whatever. Another one of those just like, oh, what are you going to do, John? Yeah. And then the Night King goes to the Weirwood. And yeah, with, with his whites. Yeah, with like his – and his his entire team yep. of white walkers. Oh, yeah, all of his white walkers, I mean, yeah. And Bran just worgen for days. Yeah, that to me that was one of my biggest beefs of the episode is you have this huge battle. Uh, the dragons are fighting – Bran wargs and he flies into some crows and basically just watches the Night King uh, start like initiating a white walk or white charge. Nothing crazy. It doesn't seem like Bran's doing anything. Then the Night King falls off and starts going into the Weirwood, and Bran is literally just sitting there. We what's have no idea what he's doing. Infuriating. Uh-huh. Infuriating. Tell me what's going on there. Like, was he? Was he altering the past? Was he going back and ma- making sure that Arya had a knife? I, I don't know. I hope they, I just hope they explain it. That's all I hope. Like because ultimately, when it comes down to it, I still don't know who the Night King is. What his plan? I mean, we know he wants to kill the living, but do we even know that's like his plan? I don't know. Just a little confused by the entire thing. Yeah, I, I think one of the unfortunate parts of this episode is uh, it kind of detracts from the beauty of the Game of Thrones following, which is all the theories and all the possibilities or how does this all tie together? And this was just like too chopped up. It seemed like, okay, well, this is over and we're on to the next thing without any sort of closures or tying up any loose ends or connecting any dots. I mean, the only like the only thing we know now is air has control has now gone to Daenerys. Daenerys and Jon now have all of that because uh, Viserion dies because the Night King dies, which, in fairness, pretty awesome death scene. 
Yeah, it was cool. And I think that to me that was the saving grace of the episode. I mean, I'm not saying I loved it, but so as we were just explaining, the Night King strolls into the Weirwood. Uh, Theon dies trying to protect Bran. I thought it was uh, an emotional scene. To me, it was the most emotional death. I like Theon. I like I like his whole arc. And then um, during that whole scene, you're like, okay, Bran's dead. Jon Snow's trying to track him down. The show did have everybody in fandom thinking that the showdown was probably going to between, be between Jon Snow and the Night King, or at least Danny and the Night King. Most likely Jon Snow and the Night King. The fact that they went another way did surprise me. I didn't see it coming. I liked the twist. Appreciated it. Yeah. Like because of everything else being so cookie cuttered out, basically, is what it felt mm-hmm. like. I was much happier with how the death happened. So homegirl just rolls in night king grabs her out of the air by the throat uh she just drops the knife boom right in the belly does that happen before that scene looks so familiar i don't remember where though she did the exact same thing where she drops it and then kills somebody right does anyone remember who it was again i think i remember it but i don't know who it was so just i don't know it's very familiar she did with that one girl from uh like, how many people has she killed? I'm trying to think of all the people she's killed. Was it when she was blind? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. No. Because when she was blind, remember, the waif comes and she just cuts the, the lights. She just cuts the lights and then that's end scene. But you guys are, oh man, I really wish I could But no, to me it did seem familiar. It seemed, it seemed like something she did. And I, I did like that it was Arya. I mean, you, you, you think Jon Snow's the guy the oh, whole time? Does she not do it to Brienne? Like when they're practicing? Oh, she drops it and puts it. She, yeah, she switches. I think she switches hands with it and puts it up to her throat. I think, that's, sure what, right, I yeah. think that's what I'm remembering. I think that's what it was. Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. And I liked how Melisandre played a role in it because, you know, ice and fire. You got the Night King who's ice. Melisandre's fire. Uh, you know that those two have to go up against each other. And the fact that she's the one where Arya's scared and doesn't know what the hell to do. She's like, hey, Arya, what do we say to death? And then Arya knows. It's like, not today. And Arya knows what she has to do. And then she goes off. I think Theon and Melisandre really redeemed themselves in this episode. And it was kind of like heroic towards their last, you know, life. And it was really sad to see them go. But it was also like they really needed to, like, step up to then leave the show kind of thing. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know if they're... I was, I, the more I'm thinking about this episode, like I was super ju- like jazzed and pumped up for it. And the, like it, it's just weighing on me more and more. I'm like, uh, I wish this would have happened or this. Like everybody, everything's fine still. I don't know. I don't feel. I know we're supposed to feel bad because the Dothraki are all gone, but she still has two effing dragons. She still has two effing dragons. Still has a lot of. I don't know. There's got to be a bunch of people. They can still go to um, where the moon door is. The moon window or whatever that is. is that oh, the veil. They can go to the veil, get some more knights there. I know there was some fighting already. They can go, I th- they can go to the Iron Islands where Yara, tons. Theon's sister, is waiting for them. There's got to be tons They got of options. Yeah. But it is just frust- it is t- it's frustrating for me just to know that like this whole time I'm like, Cersei's – she's sneaky, but she's a crazy psycho, and like she's going to have it up and coming. You know what I mean? Like – She's going to get taken down. And now there's three episodes left, like an hour and a half each. You know that Cersei's a major player, and she might just she might just do the thing and beat everybody. And to me, that would just be so not satisfying. I have all. no idea what's going to happen in these next three episodes because that battle ended so quickly. Well, it's probably going to be fairly predictable. 
and we're probably not going to get any major surprises or maybe a little Arya sprinkled in there, right? They got to kill like, that's more not major, that great major of a characters. Surprise. Well, they're going to kill more major characters, but like, I feel like we're not going to be able to make any crazy predictions that'll mm-hmm. come true. It's just going to be like, oh, and now Cersei's dead. And that's it. Clegenbull. I'm pretty stoked yeah. for that. That's like guaranteed now. They're going to meet on the battlefield. Yep, you got the hound and you got the mountain. That's going to be, that's one of the big things, if not the only thing I'm looking forward to now. What I'm wondering now is the stuff, it just sucks because the stuff that I didn't like, I think is going to be a continuing factor. Like I didn't love Sansa and Danny bickering. I'm like, join against a common enemy and do the thing. Now the common enemy's dead, and those two haven't resolved any of their conflicts. Jon Snow and Danny, they haven't resolved any of their conflicts. So just like the characters I love are still so divided, so I know it's going to be a frustrating few episodes watching these people hash it out, and maybe they don't even hash it out. So it's, I mean, it's going to be interesting, but it's also at the same time, it's just like, ugh, I wish everybody was just unified right now. So basically the next two episodes are going to be politics again, though. Yeah, a lot of politics. They're going to have to figure out the Jon's... Uh, Aegon Targaryen. Yep. Ha- they have to figure that out. I have this feeling that John's just like going to be like, I really don't care, man. Yeah. <laughs> like I did. I did. It's like, dude, I'm tired. Like, man. I, I've been brought. I'm back. good. Take, I fought the take battle. Me off to Bravos. We won. I really don't know what else I'm supposed to do. Because mm-hmm. really, if you think about it, he's he just wanted to win the battle of life versus death, and he mm-hmm. did. And it's nothing. A, nothing. It's I would love for him to just that. That would be a twist and probably piss a lot of people off. But he's just like. I'm out. I'm good. Yeah. Like next episode, we don't see Kit Harrington yeah, again. Just in episodes five and six, and he's like, "Yeah, I was. I'm, I'm good." Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be a no for me. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, that'd be great though. Yeah, because in the trailers, I mean, so I think we've kind of fully explained the episode, right? Yeah. The White Walkers are winning the whole time. Everybody's screwed. Arya, out of nowhere, on the misdirection, kills the Night King. Uh, twist. Yeah, I like it. It was, it was, it was different, you know, but. Uh, now it just leaves so much open for for the Danny Cersei rivalry, the Sansa Cer- the Sansa Danny rivalry. Um, I could see Jon Snow having no part in that. We'll see what happens. All right. So here's my question. So Arya jumps down onto the Night King. Where, where is she jumping from? I feel like she just can jump really high. Was that what it was supposed to be? And so like she's running at him and jumps. Like did she? Have, you are right. Or is she in the tree? Is she in the tree? I, I I think she was in the trees. How, what? How did she get past the white? Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, the White Walkers. How did she get past them? They were standing right by. How did she get in the, the trees? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the last thing we see Arya do is Mel- Melisandre hypes her up and she just runs off and bounces. She, she but she could have been anywhere in that werewood at any time. And who knows how long she was staking out for her or if she just did a dead sprint for it. But let's let's give her some credit. That girl trained to be an assassin blind for like a year. You know what I mean? She She's sneaky. She does her thing. Um, with, I'm not going to dispute a vertical leap. It did seem high. I'd like to, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to think that she jumped off something. Yeah, like, seriously, I have no idea. Where she, yeah, that's a fair question. Well, they did it's do. It was question. kind of a snowy sequence, so you can really kind of only see like the characters around. I don't know if you got a good. Well, yeah, it had to be from the tree, just based on where the Night King was standing, because it's it's in the tree area. There's no walls near yeah, that to me, area. Yeah, I think it might have been some tree. I remember when Ned and Catelyn were flirting out there. I know how the, the where the walls are. They're at least a good fifty feet away. There's no way, no way. Frustrante, to say the least, but. It'll be fine. So that's it. Just no, 
No more Night King. And we're sure the Night King doesn't have like a little brother. Regenerate. Or or a son, perhaps, to avenge him. What about little Sam? Little Sam. It's little Sam. It's technically the. Little Sam. Well, what's fun is, once again, this goes back to my initial thing. Who the hell is he? I know. Maybe it's one of those things like, we don't really need to know. And why is he? I, I just hate characters that are so one dimensional where it's like, yep, he's he represents pure evil. Like, there's got to be some sort of backstory that's beautiful that we don't, but that we don't know. Dude, to me, I just think it, they just undersold him. Pure evil, man. You know. So does it, is winter me, not come anymore? To me, the Night King represents like a nuclear bomb. Like you or think back, team. yeah, you think back to like the very how we got created. It was basically the children of the force being like, we're done, we're screwed, we can't beat these humans. We need something more. Like we need something of ultimate power. We need to create something to defeat these people, no matter the cost. And it just goes to show you when you when you get that kind of power, it backfires. I think that's what to me what that's what the the Night King represents is just um, power unchained in a way, just destruction. You know what I mean? But if I go back to like the our let's get ready for Game of Thrones episode, like what's up? What's the deal with this? Is your quote? What's the deal with these White Walkers? They're showing up <laughs> and whatever. They've been teased throughout the entire series, and then boom, it's over. Yeah. It's over. It's just it's done. Yeah, the, it's done. I mean. Th- my main interest with Game of Thrones was the threat with the White Walkers. Yeah. So I'll be honest, I am a little disappointed. To me, that was the biggest thing. From episode one, they hyped it up, you know, with the uh, attack beyond the wall. And I wanted to see a resolution for that so bad. And now in retrospect, I'm glad that humans won. I'm, I'm okay with that, you know. But I didn't like, I didn't love the way it happened. And to me, it, yeah, it just seems kind of quick and... Um, undersold. A Hard bit. home in the Battle of Winterfell. That's it. Winterfell. That's the mm-hmm. only time that they fight. Mm-hmm. I guess you can say technically the Beyond the Wall episode too, or no, not Beyond the Wall. I don't know what the name of the episode is, but it's when all the all of our favorites go and fight. I forget what that. Oh uh, yeah, is. the the ranging the beyond ranging the wall or something. So have you guys talked about this already? The Azura High prophecy. So does that make Arya Azura High? That's why Melisandre like, saw her last. Is like, she a princess? Melisandre finally backed the right horse. Yeah, I do like that. That Melisandre, she was all up on Stannis' jock for a while, and then she hops on over to Jon Snow, and in the end she's like, oh, Arya might be the person. But let's keep in mind, though, in the show, the Azor Ahai, that's a book reference. It's called. It's like the prince who was promised, the person who's going to defeat the Night The person who defeated the Night King in the last battle thousands of years ago was Azor Ahai. The show, they didn't hype that up as much, so I feel like they had more room to explore who was going to kill the Night King. But to me, it still doesn't make... I don't think the show really went that route. I don't think there was really an Azora hire, a prince that was promised. I think Arya was the one who balled out in the moment, and they gave her the credit. I'm interested in like what the repercussions of all this mean for like the realm overall. Like what? So the Night King's gone, so that means no like more winter. Like there's no... Th- so it's, now they can just go back to worry. Do they need a wall anymore? Like... Nights like the Nights Watch. Yeah, no more wild things. No like yeah, changed. it's just politics as usual, mm-hmm. death as usual. Mm-hmm. So the only great. thing that changes, the only thing that changes, like there's no conflict now. So <laughs> maybe we need to dive into like what's the greater messaging of why George R. R. Martin wrote these books? Like, why do we think he did that? Does, what's he is, trying to tell us? Is this us? his ending too? Maybe like, he's very pessimistic, guess, and that's it. If this was his ending and like the I don't showrunners feel like he talked it, this. this doesn't seem like how he'd want it to. No, it doesn't seem like he had any part in this episode. Um, 
So weird thing when David and uh, DB or whatever the two writers when they wanted to do Game of Thrones uh, during the one of those like initial talks, George R. R. Martin told them how it ended, so they know how it ended. Whether they went that route or not, I'm not sure. You know, um, it seems to me like when they were doing that recap episode, they were like, "Yeah, everybody thought it was going to be John, so we." Pull, pulled the fast one on you. We, we just made did it what we wanted. We did what we wanted. To me, I don't think that was a George R. R. Martin thing, but the, but the fact that they beat the White Walkers a little early may, makes me think that that's also what George R. R. Martin does. And I was kind of saying this earlier. To me, it just sends that message that, um, like, yeah, humans can band together during all these threats and everything, but the greatest th- threat to humanity is probably humanity itself. You look at humanity now, yeah, like an asteroid might hit us. Yeah, like a solar flare might happen. But also... Russia might drop a nuke on us, you know, like humans can be dangerous. And I think they're kind of showing that, like, even if you band together and fight, you can still potentially destroy yourself. So that could go either way in the few, like in the next few episodes, uh, kind of spooking me. <laughs> no, I don't, I, I'm, I don't know. I was very uh, so like, do I was we ready to cry this episode. I mean, I'm glad I didn't cry, but like I was ready. I was prepared mentally. So, so what's the true evil then? Is it this threat that's like supernatural or that we don't understand? Or is it just humanity is the most evil thing out there? Like a Cersei representing true evil in the show and not the Night King after all? Um, to me, I mean, it kind of depends on how the next few episodes go. Like, does Cersei pull, like, just ball out and somehow destroy like most of our favorite characters. I mean, if Cersei destroys like John and Danny in one fell swoop, somehow it goes to show that you know, like humanity itself is the most dangerous thing. I mean, if they swoop on down as a united force and destroy Cersei easy, then it you know, I think it kind of goes one way. But I don't think that's going to happen. What do you think is going to happen? I think that a def- a pretty defeated. For- I think Rhaegal might be dead because, like you were saying, if there's two dragons, I just feel like it's they could easily too likely i mean they do have that scorpion and that might land true on one of them but with two dragons this still seems one-sided on the john and danny side but i think what's going to happen is and it's going to piss me off is danny's now going to vie for the throne go hard on cersei we saw in the previews that danny was stoked on herself still there's going to be a lot of tension with sansa there's going to be some tension with john they're not going to be a united force and i think cersei's going to take advantage of that her and theon and the golden company i think they're going to take a big toll um and I think by the end of this thing, uh, Johnny, John or Danny uh, will die by Cersei's army's hand. And I think... Like, you I mean by her it. orders, not by, by her, her hand. Yeah, by okay. her, okay. By her okay. orders. I don't, I don't see um, her killing anybody. I can just see like a not unified force from the north coming to fight Cersei and a very even battle taking place in which major players die. And I could see like... A Tyrion Lannister or somebody kind of taking the throne at the very end. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be very underwhelming. I don't know. Like, that was... Or maybe this is just the disappointment before the great reveal or whatever. But for the most part, I was... I'm not looking forward to the next... Well, I take that back. Of course I'm looking forward to the next three episodes. Like, I've been waiting for a year and a half to finish the series. But... I just, I don't know how I feel right now. It's the worst feeling in the world. 
Can we just talk about something hilarious? How about when Samwise is getting beat up by a bunch of whites <laughs> and, and, and John there. and John sees him and John you can just see it like roll his eyes. But <laughs> oh my god, every battle Sam. <laughs> everyone has to die to go save you. Not this time. <laughs> you gotta you gotta wrestle with these whites yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, and then he's just laying there crying too. <laughs> But to put a real spin on that, I think that's going to screw with John's head because he's going to be like, I ditched my friends to hunt down the Night King and I didn't even kill him. You know what I mean? I was useless. I didn't do anything. I think it's going to get in Jon Snow's head. I think he's going to now doubt his claim to the throne. I can see if Jon killed the Night King, he's like, yo, it's me and everybody freaking knows it. But this one, it's like, oh, shoot, I was doing nothing. I was scrambling around. I didn't even save my best friend. I abandoned him. And I couldn't even do the job, man. Maybe I'm not the guy to rule the realm. I'm not even sure how they're going to be divided, though. Because like, based on how my feelings are about John right now, we're just like, whatever, I don't care. It's going to be fighting between Sansa and Danny, But technically, John's still king in the north to some of the north people. Not technically. Yeah. In, their, in their, he did uh, pledge fealty to Danny, so... Yeah, maybe they'll all just fight, and John's just like, yep, Danny, do your thing. And then Sansa's like, yeah, do your thing, but I'm also going to check you on every little thing, and it's going to be annoying when we talk. I, I, I can see that happening. It's just going to piss a lot of people off. Yeah, so anyone, last thoughts on expectations for the last three episodes? I think Arya's going to get knighted. Aww. Or is she better? I don't think she wants I to. I don't think she cares. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I am excited to see how Arya's plot goes now. I mean, she's the save George R. R. Martin's favorite character. Yeah, she's the savior of the she's the savior of the realm. She's like the person who did the thing. And we just had no idea she was gonna go that way. I just thought she wa- I just thought she wanted to murder people she hated. That's literally it's what like I thought Luke, about Arya. It's like Luke blowing up the Death Star. It's <laughs> that that's probably how many people she killed too. Yeah, um I, I'm interested to see how they do that. Other than that, man, I just got to wrap my head around this thing before before yeah, I, I make no a idea. bunch of calls. So back to Arya, though. I think there is some symbolism in her killing the Night King because he's somebody who has kind of evaded death and kind of taken his own control of death. Um, obviously, she has, I want to say, an intimate relationship with death, and so maybe it's fitting that she does away with the guy who thought that he could make people undead. Well, I love that, how it, how it played out from like her very first scene with Serio, where it's, what do we say to death? And then she got to follow through on that today. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was interesting. And I thought it was interesting how Melisandre knew what... Uh, her, how important she was? Yeah, like, it's weird because, I mean, you're talking about two separate religions. You got the Lord of Light, and then you got the, um, the many-faced Seven. God. And you kind of think everything's different, but then it kind of makes you think, well, is this all tied together somehow? Because, I mean, obviously Melisandre knew exactly what Arya needed to hear to fulfill that in the moment. So maybe Melisandre was looking in the flames and was just like, this is how we do it. I got to say this to her at this time. But it's kind of the, the whole mystic. What did uh, she say to her at the, in that scene? Uh, what do we say to death? Oh, Melisandre said, said oh, that to Oh, I thought you were talking about thinking about something. I'm thinking about the... <laughs> The knights or the brother brotherhood of without banners uh, scene, what, but initially, she, Melisandre yeah, wasn't in that. In the oh well, yeah, she was early she on. Get, she does she does see Arya um, once in episode or in seasons two or three, and then she, all she tells the Arya is that I'll see you again. And she said that she's filled with darkness or something. Mm. 
yeah, it's. I mean, at the time we were like, okay, cool. They're gonna like, they're gonna see each other again. I didn't know it'd go like this. I'll tell you what, I had no idea. Like, I've tried to spit out so many Game of Thrones theories, I had no idea Arya was gonna be the one to kill the Night King. What's kind of crazy is for the most part, Melisandre was pretty useless in the battle. That fire, that the fire blade thing lasted for five seconds, and the fire on the, uh, like the border of the walls, yeah, and the trenches lasted for about five minutes. I mean, she is useless in the battle, but if if she wouldn't have said that stuff to Arya, who knows? Yeah. So like, I mean, when they meet, it's funny though. I mean, like, yeah, she lights up a bunch of stuff on fire, but the most powerful thing she did was say a sentence to Arya. You know, ask a question, and that's what did it. Yeah, I'd say for me, what I expect to happen is similar to what you said, Parker. It's gonna be. I don't know. It's definitely going to be divided force because the, the Sansa Danny thing. But overall, it's just going to be. Oh, I think it's going to be. I think we're going to be so disappointed. And I hope I'm not. But I just uh, I'm planning on that so that when something awesome happens, I'm way happier. But yeah, I don't I don't see anything too crazy. There's going to be like another one major battle, and it's over. Cool. Anyone else have anything else they want to say? Just I just want to do this real quick, get it live, let everyone know our thoughts. Nothing, nothing from nothing from my end, man. And the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope you give it a listen. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Music, SoundCloud, and anywhere podcasts are stored. Literally anywhere. Feel free to email your comments to us at we want to talk about it now at gmail.com or comment on any of our social media platforms. Even better, leave us a written review on iTunes. We love you and always will. Remember, don't be a dick. And let's keep being better.